Welcome to Parents' Rights Now, a production of Parents' Rights in Education, hosted by Suzanne Gallagher. We are committed to valuing students, empowering parents, and supporting communities to secure great educations for public school children in America. PRE welcomes all students, families, and community members who care about scholastic success for K-12 public school students. Visit our website, parentsrightsined.org, and like us on Facebook. Join us by filling out the form on our website titled, Join Us. You will find information regarding issues and information about local and state chapters. Hey guys, today is October 20th and um, I've got a great article I can't wait to share with you. But first, I have to tell you what happened today. So um, get get a lot of correspondence, texts and emails from individuals, both in Oregon as well as you know all over the country, actually, Texas, Illinois, you name it. Idaho, yay, California too. Anyway, uh, a friend of mine who is also really well connected um, on a national level sent me a little clip of um, Terry Lake, who is this amazing candidate for governor in the state of Arizona. And she said, uh, in answer to a question about the CDC voting to require children to get the COVID jab along with the other uh, required vaccinations. So what did she say? She said, absolutely not. Our children are not guinea pigs, and we are not going to allow this in the state of Arizona. Uh, And my friend said, oh my gosh, Suzanne, she actually used your analogy between children and guinea pigs. My child is not your guinea pig. So I want to get a hold of the campaign, of course, and send Carrie Lake a t-shirt and a hat. Anybody know how to do that? Uh, They don't give me an address or a phone number, so I did email them multiple times. Anyway, let me know if you have any contacts with the Carrie Lake campaign. I've got this article in front of me, uh, written by Kelsey Coburg. She's one of our contacts with Fox News. Oregon Department of Education criticized for picking winners and losers and prioritizing racial ideology. The department's equity lens is designed to help educators make decisions with discriminatory practices in mind. The Oregon Department of Education has placed a heavy emphasis on diversity, equity, and inclusion. But critics of the department said that this has taken focus off students and academics and amounts to picking winners and losers, which of course we know it does. It is a huge problem. And that is why, as an organization, we are asking our endorsed candidate, Christine Drazen, to let voters know who her first pick is ahead of the Department of Education. We would like her to choose our original endorsee uh, in the primary for governor, Mark Thielman. And by the way, he is quoted in this article. It's very, very cool. She goes on to say that the Oregon Department of Education fosters equity and excellence for every learner through collaboration with educators, partners, and communities. 
Now that is featured on their website and it is uh, language that they use constantly in their correspondence. The Department of Education's Equity Lens is featured prominently on the website and designed to help educators and decision makers recognize institutional and systemic barriers and discriminatory practices within the education system. One document on the department's website lists questions to consider when allocating resources such as what barriers exist to equitable outcomes and how racial and ethnic data is being collected. And I will attest to that. They are constantly using that terminology and uh, stating that there is this huge, huge problem within the entire system, uh, and particularly amongst the students. So they have uh, anti-bias training, which accuses white people of having a thorough racist conditioning. One former Oregon Department of Education staffer said this was primarily virtue signaling among department leadership. While ODE leaders seem to use every opportunity to virtue signal internally and externally, their primary goals seem to involve lining their own pockets and ensuring their friends and allies outside of the Department of Education get lucrative contracts with little to no accountability, the former ODE employee who asked to remain anonymous told Fox News Digital. Everybody in Oregon is afraid that they're going to be outed, but they're going to start coming out even more. And one of those individuals is Mark Thielman. Mark Thielman, a former school superintendent who ran for governor in Oregon, said the system has been picking winners and losers. He is quoted as saying what we have is a system that has lost focus on its fundamental purpose and it's picking and choosing winners and losers. Everything about it is designed to undermine the system as it exists. The Educator Advancement Council within the ODE is aimed at helping Oregon achieve high quality, well-supported and culturally responsive in every classroom. According to Shadeen Garcia, who previously served as the executive director of the Education Advancement Council, under which a racial justice institute was created to provide culturally and racially affirming learning environments for educators. That's according to the RJI, or the Racial Justice Institute, website. The Institute for Democratic Education in America, or IDEA, isn't that convenient idea? An organization based out of Mississippi was ultimately awarded a $2 million contract from the Education Advancement Council to create the RJI, which would provide professional development, quote, for up to 600 racially ethnically, or linguistically diverse educators across the pre-K to 12 school system, unquote. According to Garcia's LinkedIn, she later left the Oregon Department of Education and is now the executive vice president at the Metropolitan Group, 
along with being a coordinator and lead facilitator of the Racial Justice Institute for IDEA or IDEA. Daniel Ramirez served as the interim executive director of the Oregon Department of Education Educator Advancement Council from September 2020 to July 2021, according to his LinkedIn. While at the Department of Education, Ramirez served as the point of contact for a contract with Community Design Partners, which was expanded from $545,000 to more than $1.6 million. Hundreds of thousands of dollars paid to Community Design Partners for this contract were approved by Ramirez. If your blood isn't boiling yet, listen to this. Ramirez subsequently left the Department of Education to work for Community Design Partners. Surprise, surprise, where he began in July 2021, according to his LinkedIn profile. The Community Design Partners website says the organization is dedicated to a wide range of social justice issues, such as accessing post-secondary options, diversifying the teaching workforce, and advancing student success by removing systemic barriers. Now, I know you, like me, are probably getting tired of hearing all of these uh, acronyms and names of uh, different uh, subcontractors and, and you know, these, these people who we've never heard of who are making millions of dollars, literally, through contracts with the Education Advancement Council, et cetera, et cetera, and the RJI, and it's all just getting so confusing, isn't it? But what does this mean? We're talking about corruption, people. P corruption within a bureau. So I want to emphasize this because most of us aren't even aware of what's what's going on in our state governments, and particularly, you know, in the departments of education. But what in the heck does this have to do with education? Well, there's a lot of money here, guys. So I want you to keep this in mind. Stick with me because it is appalling and disgusting that our tax dollars are being used this way. And they, it has nothing to do with academics. Moving on. Here's another story. Carmen Urbina is the owner of the Oregon Center for Education Equity, or OCEE, and simultaneously worked as the deputy director of the ODE. In her position at the Department of Education, Urbina signed off on a taking it up training to be delivered to the ODE staff. The training was developed by Urbina's company, OCEE, and delivered by a previous owner of the OCEE. The training document presented to the ODE staff goes so far as to list special appreciation to the Oregon Center for Education Equity. In a contract request 
form that questioned whether the contract could, quote, benefit the people involved, unquote, Urbina listed no conflict of interest. However, a spokesperson for the Department of Education said that out of an abundance of caution, Urbina did declare the potential conflict of interest to them. The Taking It Up training itself was a two-day seminar focused on the institutionalized racist barriers that hinder elimination of the racial achievement disparities in school. A spokesperson for the ODE, Mark Siegel, said in all these cases, the procurement process was completed with integrity and adherence to state laws and practices. He also noted that the department worked to align with Governor Kate Brown's Executive Order 2018-3, quote, promoting diversity and inclusion opportunities for Oregon minority-owned, women-owned, service-disabled, veteran-owned, and emerging small businesses, unquote, within the process. Thielman said the Department of Education's equity priorities are filtering down to K-12 schools and affecting education. Well, of course they are. Of course they are. And we're seeing that. Uh, It's being implemented and being taught to our children. Quote, ODE has been working hard to purge conservatives from the industry in general, unquote, Thielman said encouraging parents to pull their children from public school if they can. There is no representation for a conservative parent. It does not happen, said Thielman. In the end, Thielman said the entire funding of the Department of Education is dedicated to pushing racial ideology. Changing the structure of the department would take a complete overhaul of leadership, Thielman said. ODE is nothing but a political organization of the governor. Siegel defended the focus on equity with ODE. Quote, it is clear that racial equity must be addressed to support every learner. We know there are longstanding inequities in our systems that have led to gaps in outcomes for students of color, unquote. He told Fox News Digital. We do emphasize culturally responsive professional learning and an inclusive curriculum that is reflective of all communities in our state. There is both an intellectual and ethical basis for centering equity in professional learning instructional materials, primarily so ODE can meet its responsibility to create the conditions in which every student can reach their full potential, unquote. According to Siegel, There is a long and painful history of racial bias in education. Students are ready for systems and institutions to change, creating a just and equitable learning environment that embraces the history and experiences of its learners is not only good for students, but also for our communities and our shared future. The Metropolitan Group, IDEA and community design partners did not respond to Fox News Digital's request for comment. What have we learned? This is a discussion about the importance of elections. 
And it's also another example of why we must dramatically decrease the size of government bureaucracies, including education. When politicians talk about increasing budgets for education, what exactly are they talking about? The size of government is in direct relation to taxation. The corruption we learned about here is sadly common across every institution, nationwide. Individuals and corporations are feeding at the government trough at your and my expense. It's immoral at the very least. Parents' Rights in Education has called upon candidate for governor Christine Drazen to name Mark Thielman her number one pick for Deputy Superintendent of Public Instruction and Director of the Oregon Department of Education. It is clear, Mark Thielman understands what needs to be done. This is Parents' Rights Now. Please check your show notes for links pertinent to this podcast. Please consider making a monthly contribution to Parents' Rights in Education. We need your help. We have big plans in mind. And because of a very generous one-time contribution of $25,000, we are challenging our listeners and our readers, all of our supporters, to match that. Gives $12 a month. If there were only 500 of you, that would tally up to $6,000 a month, almost tripling the $25,000 check we just received in one year. Be part of that club. We call it the 12 by 12 club. A link to our website is in the show notes or go to parentsrightsined.org. See you soon.